Welcome back to Strictly Footy Pod, boys. Um, we got our rolling tens again today. Last week we did fullback, wingers, and centers. Had some hot takes in there. I'm sure you all love the fact that I had Karaz at three on my wingers list. Uh, I know, I know, big parks here did, but today we're going to go through uh, <clears throat> the rest of the spine. So the six, seven, and nine, five eights, halfbacks, hookers. Just to run you guys back through how this works, my list is a lot on form. Jared does his through kind of legacy and a bit of form thrown into it. Um, and that makes some interesting lists, some interesting takes. Um, I'm sure we'll, again, have a lot of differing opinions today, but before we get into it, how are we going, bro? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, was listening to a bit of NRL 360 earlier. Far out there, Waffle. More, more, more than we do at the end of our podcast, mate. Like, oh, some no, of their arguments, I just, I just disagree with all of them most of the time. So, <laughs> gets me riled up, especially for these podcasts. So, looking to get into some more controversial picks. Oh, definitely controversial. I think, I think I might cop a bit of uh, flack for some of these, but without further ado, we'll um, jump straight into the five eights. Sweet. Uh, so straight away, honourable mentions. I want to give to Adam Dewey mm. in eleventh. Um, Josh Schuster. In my heart, I think he could be top ten by the end of this season, but I don't think, based off the um, sample size of what we've seen this season, I don't think I can put him up there yet. Uh, Kieran Ford and Matt Moylan as well. Honourable uh-huh. mentions. Yeah, I can. Agree with all those. I'd like to put Caelan Ponga in there too. I think he'd play some more minutes this year. He'd probably be in my top ten. Yep. It was just the fact that he hadn't played. Yeah, fair enough. And as of this week, Joey Manu. But if he stays there, I swear to God. They how have they dropped Sam Walker? We'll know. get into it later when I talk about Sam Walker. Yeah. But far out. Anyway, straight into my number ten, he's gone down about three spots. Oh, uh, I've got Tommy Dearden. Ooh, okay. So um, um, I think he's been pretty poor this season in terms of form, especially um, off the back of played for Queensland last year. Yep. I know he wouldn't have got picked ahead of Munster, but nonetheless, he, he played for Queensland. Yep. Um, but he had a really good season last year with the Cowboys, and obviously uh, most of their team has been pretty, pretty down this year. And um, yeah, I've just got other guys above him at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I I respect it. Um, don't I? Don't, definitely don't have him that low. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, one try, one try assist in you know seven games isn't the best fear. Yeah, starting five eight. So I see where you're coming either. from. I'm just talking eye test and that as well. Yeah. Um, so. Number ten, I got Luke Keary. Fair enough. Um, I don't think he's been at the peak of his powers for some time now, and. I think it's pretty evident. Eye test, as you said. Uh, stats. Stats. Kiri's one of those guys that's always going to get stats no matter what. Hey, um, yeah. I, I agree with you there 100%. I think Kiri's been better this year than he has at least the last two years. Yeah. Because he was a million dollar man and then he kind of just fell off. Yeah. Was it after an ACL? Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of head knocks. So he kind of just fell off. Was never really the same. I think he's improved a lot this year from what he was the last two years. But... um. Yeah, like you said, not at the peak of his powers. Yeah. Uh, two tries, four tries this, this year, so maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, but to me, I'd still pick the rest of the nine players that are yeah. above him. Hopefully. Fair enough. 
Number nine, you had him as an honourable mention. I've got Kalen Ponga. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to be completely honest. I had Adam Dewey above him going into this season, so I don't know how mm. this has worked out considering mm-hmm. he's only played one game and maybe two minutes. But, um, yeah, I've got Kalen Ponga nine. I th- Club level, he's been very disappointing for quite a few seasons now to me. Yeah. Um, He's, he's still amazing. He can turn a game on his head when he shows up to play. Um, always doing it well at Origin, which uh, is, is brownie points for me because I mm. uh, look at how they do in big games quite quite often. Yeah. And um, But just because I haven't seen a lot of him at 5'8", I couldn't really put him that high because of that. Uh, yep. So I've just got him down there in ninth at the moment. Yeah, fair play. i got tomorrow Martin at nine. Um, I think behind the scenes he does so much work for the Warriors that goes so underappreciated. Uh, yep. All the lights kind of been on SJ this year, and um, Tamara Martin does that kind of stuff that doesn't really show up in the stats sheet. Um, but tackles at a great percentage, two tries this year, so that's okay considering he's the kind of the secondary playmaker. Um, he runs a really nice line, but he I reckon he'd be like one of those Matty Moylan kind of guys and try contributions. Yeah. Um, doesn't run the ball a ton, but when he does, they're effective runs and they're smart. He's just very smart, whether he's going to pass, kick, um, or run to the line. I think his kicking game and his selection of kicking game is really good for the times that he does have to kick. And he's just such a solid player. Like, good in defense. He's only averaging 32 kicking meters per game, but forcing two dropouts because of him. Just think he's been really, really solid this year, and you know the Warriors are up there in third at the moment. And apart from last, apart from uh, the game against the Cowboys, which he missed, I think he's been one of their more important pieces. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair enough. I had him just outside the honourable mentions. Yep. Um, eighth, I've got Ezra Mam. Yep. We're in agreement here. I got Ezra Mam eight. Now this guy, when he's on, could easily be top five. Mm. when he's on but he's still very young I think he's still 20 yeah. I want to say 20 and um, yeah he, he just has some of those quiet games when Broncos aren't playing as well uh, makes quite a few errors I think yeah. uh, off the top of my head I'd, I haven't looked at the stats but going off eye tests uh, maybe bombs a few tries there trying to do something fancy or um, I, I just think he's a bit too inexperienced to put too high up the list but He's definitely a game changer when he's on. Yeah, I've got Ezra Mam um, at eight as well. Uh, four tries, four try assists this year. Um, Racks up stats. Hey, Racks up stats. Averaging 103 meters per game. I think his defense his defense has been uh, much improved uh, this year too. Yep. And I think he's almost one of the perfect halves partners for Renner. I think he's yes. got Cody Walker qualities about him. Yep. And, yeah, I think if he can put it all together on a game-to-game basis, he is one of the most dangerous players in our comp. Yep, agree. And there is talk as well that when Reynolds uh, retires, he wants to move to seven. I don't know about that. I think he's a perfect six for a game manager seven. But do they really... They'd have to... I mean, they got Madden there. I guess they could bring Madden up. Yeah. But... Mm, yeah, I'd have a game manager there, but... That's an interesting take. Interesting take. Uh, seven. Uh, apparently, I rate this guy a little bit higher than you do. I've got Luke Keary. Yeah, I had and, him around seven or eight, but yeah, just just because he's been better this year. Um, 
got to watch that para game. I thought he was absolutely immense. Yeah. Um, in the other games, he's still been there and thereabouts. He's been pretty good. I wouldn't say he's had a bad game this season. They've all been quite consistent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and quite literally just the form of Dearden has probably put him up one for me. Yep. Uh, I've got Jack White at seven. Um, okay. I haven't been really impressed with him since his Dallium year. And I also felt his Dalian was a little bit sympathetic. That's not taken away from what he did that year, but... I think he wasn't was, the best player. I think there's other people deserving that medal. Yeah. Um, yes, he does it at rep level uh, for for Origin. He shows up. That's in a different role to to the six jersey that he wears for club. And, you know, the Raiders have been struggling ever since they had that 2019 run at the grand final. And Jackie Wine's been, been basically the marquee player on that team. And I think sometimes... His brain explosions get the better of him and it kind of lets his team down. I think his kind of try contributions number as a whole have been a little bit down since his, since his Dallium year. And Yeah, I still like Jack White as a player. He's definitely not worth a million dollars. Um, but yeah, he's seven for me. I think there's six... Well, obviously there's six more better... Five, there's six better five-eighths in the competition than him at the moment and... I don't know. I, I, I see him more as a centre than, than as a six at this point in his career. Yep. On Jackie Whiten, um, I've got him six, so I'll talk about him yep. now. I think he's more of a centre now. Yeah. He's the, the best part of his game, in my opinion, was his ability to run, run the ball, especially close to the line, yep. and take the line on. He doesn't do that as much now. And I don't, I don't think his ball playing's that good. No, I think he's just a really solid defensive six, to be honest. Yep. I think he's a great defender, but I, I'm just... I'm not liking... Um, I don't know. Something about that Raiders attack doesn't sit right with me. And Jack yeah. Jack Whiten just doesn't... I, I don't think he sets the team up well. Yeah, when I they think go that's, his Fogarty's, way. that's Fogarty's job. Yeah. But uh, even when they go left, like they got Hudson Young, Jack White, and they'll have Seb Chris out there later. Mm. Even Jared Croak is a good, good player the way he's playing, and um, Albert Hopewadi now. But Jordan Rapiner, they're not bad attackers, and they're just not getting anything down that side. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think White needs to run the ball more. Yeah, and I think that'll just open everything up because then the defense is thinking maybe we have to jam in here. Yeah. It creates more space on that side, but he hasn't been doing that for quite a while. I think for that reason, he'd be a great centre. He's doing an origin level one for Australia, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think he did play a game at the World Cup. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I've got Jack White in six for now, but um, yeah, that's all I've got on that. Yep, uh, at six, I've got Tommy Dearden. I think I'm not going to knock his form from last year. I think he's still been impactful, uh, although he's not racking up all the stats. I think he's still been impactful for the Cowboys, but it's hard for any of those players to really look outstanding in the moment with the state of that team at the moment. But uh, Tommy didn't obviously showed up, came up big time in his uh, Game 3 debut. Yeah. was almost the best player on the field, apart from Kalen Ponga and Ben Hunt. Yeah. Um, defensively, I think he's one of the better sixes in the comp. He really surprised me sometimes with his defensive reads and his ability to make a legs tackle around some second rowers or a center. Yep. Um, I think his short-kicking game is one of the better short-kicking games in the comp, just in terms of his grubbers close to the line. and he's, He plays a real up eyes-up style of footy. I think having a back row outside him like a Luciano or Luki will benefit him a lot. Uh, it'll kind of open his game up a little bit. and If he can reform... And have a drinky back too as well. But if he can get that 
combination with uh, Valgoin again, I think it'll kickstart his form up again as two. And I mean, the kid's only like 22, 23. He's yeah. got a lot of years ahead of him. And I just feel like he, I think he'll come into his own towards the back end of the season once the Cowboys saw a lot of their stuff out. Yep. Sweet. Five, I've got Matt Burton. Wiener Grants. No. Feel like we are. No. No, we're not. No, we're not. Well, okay. I've got Matty Burton five. Um, Despite what the stats might say, I think he's been very underwhelming this year. Mm. Apart from probably the Tigers game. Yeah. I'd say he's been quite average. I know. Oh, and two. the Melbourne game too. He was pretty good in Melbourne. Okay. I know I know he had two tries against South, but I, I don't really think they're anything yeah. insanely special. I think his game management... Look, I know it shouldn't be his job. It's fun against job, but his game management hasn't been up, up to scratch. He's been named at seven this week, which is a bit interesting. Yeah. But... um. Will the, will the game be done by the time this is out? Uh, no, I think it's on the day that this drops. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I could eat my words there. But, um, yeah, I had Burton much higher coming into uh, this season, but um, just the form of some of the other guys. And, um, obviously, I don't think he's been that good to start the year. Yep. I've got him down in five at the moment. i got Jerome Lewis at five. Uh, New South Wales, number six, obviously, starting Samoa Ooh, at number, si- uh, number hello. six. But Did he start at seven or six? For Samoa. Maybe he did start at seven, yeah. Reg- Milford, regardless, yeah, yeah. Milford played six, but I'm not taking Fine. anything away on Luai. I just think there are... I think You're bird above Luai. Okay. Yeah. I think the guys above him offer a little bit more an attack. Sometimes I watch Luai just go... You know, sideways a little bit. I feel like it's not really creating anything. He is one of the few people in this comp though can, that can just make a play out of nothing. He plays really well. What's in front of him, and I just I sometimes you sit back and get frustrated with Lua because you know how talented he is, but it's just like, can he put it all together? Like yep. I just think consistency is sometimes his problem, and I know yep. he's kind of a polarizing player. Among our comp, some people rate him really highly. Some people rate him really low. Uh, I, I just think sometimes when he when it's his job to step up, be the dominant half, I think he struggles to do that. And yeah, it's fair enough. The other guys above him in this list, I think, do it week in week out, but also can do it when they need to. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Number four. Now, if this guy continues the form he's in, he'll be jumping up quite soon. But I've got Cody Walker. Okay. Now, after this year, I had dropped into six. Yeah. yeah. And he's been very good. He's impressed me. He probably started the season a bit slow, but especially yeah, the last first couple of rounds. Yeah. Ever since the, the Manly game, he tore us to shreds on both sides of the field. And that's when he really started covering left and right. Mm. And and since then, he's he's just almost been impossible to stop. Yeah. Scoring tries left, right, and center, setting tries up. Uh, he's, it's just. He's just, he's almost one of, if you're a defender, that that's one of the guys you just don't want to come up against. Yeah. He, he just He's plays. so deceptive. Yeah. He, he just sets everything up perfectly. He seems to make the right play all the time in terms of whether to pass, whether to run. Yeah. Sometimes he can have a, have an error in him, but that's not because he made the wrong play. It's just because he lose carry, whatever. Mm. But yeah, Cody Walker's been incredible this year. I think he's absolutely key to South if they want to succeed this year. And, um, yeah, I've, I've got him fourth. I've got Matty Burton in four. Um, I think 
as I was talking about Dominic Hards before, uh, the fact he can step up and do that with the Bulldogs team that he has. I know they've been performing well, but they've definitely been exceeding expectations. Yep. But week in, week out, you know, oh. Birdo's there. I think he's got one of the best long kicking games in the comp. Yep. He's bombs. He's the best. He's great at putting the back three under pressure continuously. There's still a long way to go for Burton, but the fact he's already fourth on my list shows just how good he can be. Oh, yeah, he'll be a star one day. And I think if he continues his trajectory, we're looking at an Australian representative six, obviously. Yeah, quite possibly, possibly, to be honest. I don't know how long Munster's got left in him, but Burton's definitely an option option for the future unless you're going to go like a Heinz or a Walker but yeah well he's been named at seven this week so we'll yeah, see yeah. how he goes with my dominant half call but yeah I'm re- I, I know he hasn't been I don't see why they switched the numbers unless Oluwapu's coming in yeah I think they're probably preparing for it because they have the, I assume they're going to be playing on the same side yeah, as they normally so. do don't know so what, what's the point why not just tell Burton hey this is your role yeah. Fine, this is your and just name them in the same position. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um But just one more thing on Burton, just he's basically turned this dog's franchise around. Now, I know they had Fox there too, but they were struggling last year and Burdo just turns it on. Yep. Yeah, I thought he was amazing last year. Yeah, fair enough. Um just as well when you say exceeding expectations, you mean exceeding our expectations because there's some people out oh, there. Oh yeah. Calling them top four. Calling them top four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah. Yeah, anyway, number three, I have Dylan Brown. Yep. Um, look, I think he plays his role to perfection at Parramatta. Still only 23, I believe. Younger than that, I think. 20, 22. 21 or 22, yeah. Yeah, he's got a massive career ahead of him. I was very critical of Dylan Brown early in his career because he was supposed to have breakout seasons after breakout seasons. It just never came. I think last year was a really, really good year for him. Um, probably the best defensive six in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, ha- has an incredible combination with Lane that's helped him out a lot. Speed, he- he's-, he's almost got everything, but and in that Parramatta team, he just needs to play his role, and that's what he does to perfection week in, week out. I think he may be down on last year a little bit. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. been missing Lane, but... Um, yeah, I've still got him third. Yeah, uh, basically just relaying your point. I think he does exactly what he needs to do in that team. Rarely ever overplays his hand. My only knock on Brown is that sometimes he underplays his hand. Yep. Sometimes you need him to do a little bit more, step up a little bit more. I think he's a little bit underwhelming this year, but there's no doubt he can get back on, and especially in the World Cup, mate. He was outstanding for New Zealand, I think. If he just continues to build that combination with Moses, I think he, yeah, him and Burton are going to be right up there for the two best sixes in the game for the next ten years. Agree. Number two, I've got Jerem Law. I got Cody. Now Walker. again, I just think he plays his role in the Penrith team perfectly. Yep. And I think that can sometimes make him look a little bit better than maybe what he is. But uh, while he's on that Penrith team, I've still got him second. Um, I'm not sure how he would do on his own team. Yeah. Uh, but. At the moment, he's in the Penrith team, and that's how he's playing. So that's how I'm going to rank him. So um, I've got Luai second. I think his short passing game and his running game are, are very good. I think, like Cody Walker, he's very deceptive with the ball as well. Yep. 
creates a lot of space for uh, Tago and created a lot of space for Kikau when Kikau was at Penrith. Yep. But, um, yeah, I've got Luai too. Yeah, I've got Cody Walker too. I mean, the bloke's been an absolute tear this year. I mean, you know, last year was a bit of a down year, but also adjusting to a new role in that uh, south side. I think now he's stepped up. He's the dominant half. He takes control of most games now, um, and we've definitely seen that over the past month or so. The thing about me for Cody Walker is if he removes those brain snaps from his game, like, he's a ridiculous player. Five tries, seven try assists yes. this year in seven yep. games. Nine lie break assists. He's running at 77 metres a game, tackling at 88%. The bloke's just on a tear at the moment. And I think he's just one of those guys that's so reliable in an attack. And he has such a good combination with everyone else on that left edge. There's a reason they're the best left edge in the game, uh, even if they haven't necessarily shown it this year. But, yeah, it's just that he's a, he's a very scary player because... Every other every other team in the comp knows that he could turn it on at any second, and he's done that for last yep. month. And South's been on a roll because of it. Yep, a hundred percent agree with you there. Number one, I think we can both agree. Cameron Almost Monster. the best player in the game, Cameron, Cameron Monster. Monster. Yeah, and the perfect game to show you this is the one against the Roosters. Mm-hmm. And that, power that is and perfect. Cameron Monster. Power in round one with a yep. lacerated finger. Yep. Look, the only knock on him is he misses a few tackles, but mo- most of them are because. Um, he rushes out of the line and gets first contact, and the guy just yeah. bounces off, and, yeah. and then he gets hit by someone else, but only then to gain three meters or whatever. Yeah. He's just so good, especially his his attack. Like he's not the fastest guy, he doesn't look like the strongest guy either. But he just he's got the he heart. just manages to do it. Yeah, he's got the heart. He just he manages to break the line. He manages to fend off guys and get tackle breaks. He manages to put put guys through a hole. Even though he, he doesn't seem to have these attributes, but far out, he's just such a good player. He is outstanding, and he does it at every single level. Every single level. Yeah, massive for Queensland Maroons as well. Yeah. I was listening, oh, far out, I, br- I bring this guy up a lot, but Bloke was saying the 20, 2020 series that he had with Queensland, with, with that hor- horrendous Queensland team, is arguably the uh, arguably the best uh, origin team uh, origin performance of of all time. He reckons it's up there with your Johnses and your Thursons and Smiths and yeah. He was outstanding like, in that series. I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. Munster may be the best six I've ever seen. That is a big call. Wait, who else is in there? Lockie. Lockyer. Okay. Um, if I'm counting Darren Lockyer, which he was a 5'8 when I was watching him, all time he's higher than Munster right now. Yeah. But in terms of what I saw, I only really saw the last two years of Darren Lockyer's career. Mm, that's true. So, that's true. yeah. I, I, I'd probably have Lockie above Munster. Yeah. It's a good call. Good um, shot. Yeah, so obviously Cam Munster for a number of reasons. Premiership winner, World Cup winner, State of Origin winner. The bloke seriously just wins everything. I think Dallium is probably the last thing he's got to win. Has he won Dallium? No, he hasn't. No. If he wins a Dallium, I think we're definitely looking at a Generation 6. Um, but the bloke's just outstanding. He has the ability to flip every single game on its head whenever he wants to. And 
Melbourne does so much off the back of his brilliance, it's just not even funny. Yep. Next, halfbacks. All right, I'll go through my honourable mentions. I'm going to chuck Sean O'Sullivan, Chad Townsend, and Jackson Hastings in my... Yep, uh, honourable mentions, Lockie Elias, and I'll, I'll just throw him along with the blokes you've got there. Yeah, sweet. You want to kick us off? My 10th, and far out there's some talent at halfback. He, he does not deserve to be 10th, but there's just that much talent ahead of him. I've got Jamal Fogarty. And, mate, he's, he was all right at the Titans. Like, he's your average footballer. But he's almost the Raiders' most important player with Joe Tarpany right now. Um, the game management side of things that he brings to that team is incredible. Um, I'd even say he's ball playing as well, out, out just out the back and just setting things up is really good. I think he's got a good running game. His kicking game is like... There's not really a weakness in Fogarty's game. That's that's the only reason I've got in 10th. There's just too much talent ahead of him. Yep. No, I feel feel you there. I mean, yeah, he missed out on my top 10. Like, just. Fair enough. Just. Um, My number 10 is Sean O'Sullivan. One of the premier game managers in our game. Doesn't do a lot of running, but just does all the stuff around. He moves the whole Dolphin squad around the around the park every single night. I mean, obviously a bummer that he's torn his peck, but man, like people, people didn't know if the Dolphins were going to win the game this year, and they come out and they go undefeated for the first three rounds. And I know people are giving all the credit to Hammer and JMK, but O'Sullivan was a huge part yep. of that, and he was at Penrith last year when he filled in for Cleary, and they were winning games and. I feel like he's so underrated to the point where, like, it's just impossible to not recognise him. Like, he's just so underrated. I think yep. the casual NRL fan doesn't realise his impact. They kind of just say, oh, Sean O'Sullivan, that guy that used to play for the Warriors. He has Mate. turned his career around since he played for the Warriors, man. Mate, oh, Coming back my, to my tune changed up so much. I would actually call, like, I remember it vividly. Every time Sean O'Sullivan was picked for the Warriors, I'd be messaging my Warriors fan mates, Warriors fan mates, like, "What are you guys doing?" I, I genuinely thought he was the worst first grader in the NRL. Like, I thought there's no way this guy should be getting picked ever for any NRL team. Yeah. Then he went to Penrith. Granted, playing reserve grade for most of it, but he's definitely more than a reserve grader there. Oh, he's he and is brilliant. Mate. He was he was exceptional filling in for Nathan Cleary. And then bloody Johns or Fitler went, went and made him into a bit of a meme saying he was the smartest player he's ever seen. But and then I memed him, but I knew either. he was good. But it's not that far off, though. Like, yeah, he just does so out. much that you don't even realise. Yeah. But then you go, oh, bro, that's O'Sullivan doing that. Yeah. Like, he set that all up. Yeah, 100%. Uh, who have you got at nine? Nine, speaking of guys that I didn't think should be in first grade, I've got Sean Johnson. Oh, nine. Yeah. I'm interested to see who you've got above him. Okay. Um, keep in mind, uh, he's probably the form half of the comp. Right. Or at least top three. Cleary and Hines are up there as well. But I just couldn't put him higher than ninth. Yeah, I need to see a little bit more than seven games from him. Yep. 
if he can keep it up over the season, far out he'd be close. But he's led this Warriors team to I think what are they five and two? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, five and two. Yeah, five and two, something like that. Sitting third on the sitting third on the table. There are questions over whether he should even be in first grade, whether Tamari Martin should be playing seven, or Luke Metcalf mm. should be playing seven, or mm-hmm. Ronald Volkman. I would have had any of them above him coming into this year. Yeah. Just because I thought he was old, he's washed up, etc., etc. But he's come out and he's not even just playing like old Sean Johnson. He, he's a more well-rounded version of his old self. Yeah. His game management's much better than it was. He's kicking game. He's not just that running, stepping like guy that he was when he first. Yeah, he's not he one-dimensional. He's expected, yeah. He's expanded his game now yeah. to the point where. Yeah, he can do every single thing on the field. Yep. Long kick, short kick, run to the line, yep. dummy, long pass, short pass, cut out ball, anything, anything, left to right. And I've got nothing bad to say about Johnson. I just can't bring myself to put him above any of the guys I've got above him yet. Yeah, that's a fair play. Uh, for me, I've got Sam Walker at nine. Okay. Um, now, I'll segue into this as well because I've got Sammy Walker at eight. Yeah, Sam Walker at nine. He, I can't believe he's been dropped. Honestly, I'm just lost for words that he's been dropped. Um, but defensively, he's stepped up his game by a country mile. His goal kicking's improved out of sight. He got away from that one-dimensional Harbour Bridge pass to now he can Fire throw a short ball to a second me. rower. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's already." Yeah. This he's already that he's already a top fight. All he was doing was throwing Harbour Bridge passes and missing tackles at that point. Yeah. Um, I just think, mate, like the bloke is just getting better and better every game and I hope that him being dropped this week doesn't hurt his confidence. I really, really do not understand it still. Um he's been kicking for four hundred, five hundred meters every game. Yep. Taking a big step up in this Roosters team and yeah, they've been kinda of underwhelming, but I can't believe he's been made the scapegoat. Yeah, I don't... Like, he missed a few tackles last week, but it wasn't his fault overall. Nico Hines tore him, tore him to shreds on the other edge. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was. I remember watching that Roosters Melbourne game at work. And I remember we recorded a podcast of it, but he threw a ball to Jackson Paulo mm. to go over for the first try of the game. And, like, I was... I was like, wow. That was... Like, it was beautiful. And what is I still imp- think it's one of the best tries I've seen this year. What he's improved so much on as well is just how well he goes from each side. He used to just be so dominant on the yep. left, and now he can go to both sides, pop up anywhere. He's, yeah, he's Defense has improved, like you said, goal kicking as well. I was almost, right, I was almost ready to say he's in that same kind of tier now as Hughes and Moses mm. and all of them guys, and he's been dropped. Yeah. But no, he's, oh, I've got him at eight for now, but he, he I, I almost put him higher, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to my eight, Mitchell Moses. Yep. I'm, I'm going to say again, I'll segue into it because Moses is my seven. Um, now, a lot of people are probably going to go, oh, you got Moses. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, he hasn't been better than any of the people I've got above him. He this hasn't. Year. Uh, I think he's actually been a bit more disappointing than he does. He's got three tries, six tries assists. But he had four against the Tigers. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think he was that good against the Tigers. No. Look at, look, his stats, he always racks up a lot of stats. and that, yeah. Especially that game against Penrith, he kicked the winning field goal, kicked over a 1,000 metres. That was insane. That he was great but in that game. Just eye test, 
you don't notice him that much. Yeah. And whether that's him doing stuff in the background, I don't know. But I feel like I he's kicking. Don't think I feel like his kicking game has just not been as good as or up to no. par as it has been in the past years. Quite, quite a lot of straight down their throat. Yeah, I feel like a lot of bombs are central. Yeah. Um, easy, easy catches for fullbacks, but he's just not. He's not worth one point two five or whatever they're paying him either per year. No. I just I I think. There's been seven better halfbacks than him this year. It's not like anything hating. I think, you know, he's grand finals last year, so I'm not trying to get disrespectful, but I just think there's been seven better players. Look, I think at best, he's not... At best, he's a fringe origin star. Yeah. I don't... Not origin star. A fringe origin player. I don't think you can call him a superstar or whatever, like like some people are doing. Yeah. I, 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 I don't Ooh, think... Bro, that was straight in the mic. Yeah. I, I don't think he can go... Um, I don't think you can say he's on the level of these guys that are playing Origin or um, basically the most important players on their team. I, I, th- I actually think Gutho is the most important player on their team. No, I'm with you. So, I mean, he'd have to be second, but like, yeah, far out. I, I've got Moses at seven. It sounds like I've been just dissing him the whole time. It sounds like I hate him, but like I said, I just talk Sam Walker up. I've still got him above him. So, it's, it's not that. It's just... Kind of giving our opinion on the general consensus that other fans have on that player. So, a lot of people rate Moses higher than I do, so I'm going to explain why I've got Moses below him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. Uh, My seven, Sean Johnson. Yep, okay. This year has been out of this world. Ten try contributions already. Warriors sitting in third. Absolute resurgence uh, resurgence season. I think he touched on it. Basically everything I was going to say before, but the bloke's been seeing this year. There's not been a game where I think he's been disappointing. His consistency has been great, and yeah, I've just been super impressed with him. Fair enough. Uh, six, I think you'll agree here. I've got Jerome Hughes. Yeah, i got Jerome Hughes too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with Hughes. I'm not sure he's a halfback. I don't know what position I would play him in, but I don't see him as that game manager type player. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced about his kicking game. Um, I, I think he's got a decent a decent ball playing skills. I think he's fast. I think he's got a step, um, which makes him good close to the line. It creates space for those around him. But obviously, with Munster at six, you got to play Hughes at seven. But I, I'd honestly think if Hughes were to move teams, he'd be a bit of six and seven. I don't know. I think his game's more suited to be a seven. Doesn't really. He does run the ball quite a bit, so maybe yeah, he could be a six. But oh, I get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're yeah. I always thought I've always thought it's been a weird halves dynamic, but it's working. So don't, obviously they're not going to change it. But uh, yeah, I've got Hughes at six. There's, there's not much else I can say about his game. He's just he's pretty good all around, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, I think he just leads that Storm pack around so well. I think Munster's more of the dumb and half, but what Hughes can do out of nowhere is just insane. Yeah, agree. Five, I have Adam Reynolds. Daily Cherry Evans. Fair enough. Do you have Reynolds four? No. Okay, sweet. So, I'll get into Adam Reynolds. The most important player on the Broncos right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's not the one that you notice that much, or to, to um, kind of more casual fans, he's not the one that you notice on the field. You'll notice the Reese Walshers, the Payne Asses. And, of course, they're important. But Reynolds' game management just sets up for everything. And that Raiders game shows it perfectly. Reynolds had 
I'd say a pretty poor game for especially for his standards and um the Broncos just dropped off around it. Uh they've needed that experience there for quite a while. I think if Reynolds was at South they would have won a comp one of these years. Instead of just going out in the prelims. I know he didn't do it with them in recent times, but oh, far out. Reynolds is just so important to his team. His kicking game is almost the best I've ever seen. Mm. And um yeah, that's why I've got on Reynolds. Just his game management and kicking game. For me, DCE, it's not like a disrespectful thing that he's down there. I just think sometimes he has some absolute shockers. Yep. Um, I think his kicking game has been a little bit off this year, which has made me drop him a little bit. Uh, he still always kicks for a ton of metres every week. Sometimes it's just he's putting balls out in the full or not hitting the mark with some of his kicks. Yep. I think he do- he doesn't run to the line. I know Reynolds doesn't run to the line, but... I think DCA has a bigger frame and a bigger body to be able to take the line a little bit more. And sometimes it just disappears a little bit, I think. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes what kills people. People like DCA is so overrated. He just doesn't show up sometimes. Kind of takes a little bit of a backseat when men yep. really need him to step up. So for that reason, I've got him below the yeah. rest of the four. Mate, I love Cherry Evans when he's not leading the team. Yeah. For like 20... I want to say 2015-ish to about 2020. He was leading the team because Turbo was injured basically all the time. And Turbo wasn't like he was top five fullback, but he wasn't what he he is now. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, Cherry Evans as a second option is is brilliant. You saw in 2021, he was top five. I think he was fourth in Dalliam. He just plays plays the Turbo so well. I've got him fourth, by the way. That's why I'm talking about him now. But um, far out. DCE, like you said, his kicking game is really good. I actually think his running game is pretty good as well. Uh, defensively, he can make some. He's all right at tackling, but his defensive read sometimes yeah. can be a little bit of yep. a yep. Yep. little bit of a shocker. And I agree with you. When Turbo's not playing or Turbo's not having one of his better games, Cherry Evans, a lot of the time can. Can, can go missing yeah and not show up and make a few crucial errors or have a few shock like shocking kicks or just 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 something along those lines but mm. uh to me cherry evans still the queensland captain they've won um two out of the last three series which i think we should have won easily yeah um when i say way new south wales um He's also, well, he was the Australian halfback. And I know Cleary's better than him, but I'm going to be honest, in the World Cup, I think they should have gone Cherry Evans. Okay, well, they still won. Yeah, they they still won. But just because even in those games where they put Cherry Evans at six and Cleary at seven, I thought Cherry Evans was better better than him. But um, regardless, they have to look to the future. But yeah, just at rep level as well, uh, that's the point I'm making here. At rep level, he's been insane for quite a while. Yeah. So that's why I've still got him above Renoy. Speaking of uh, rep level, Ben Hunt is my yep. number four. Um, such a clutch player for Queensland. Can play nine, can play seven. Um, the bloke leads the Australian team around, and people are calling them spooners, spooners, spooners for the last couple of years, and they continuously finish not in the eight, but around about the eight. That's all like, Ben Hunt. They were like a couple of wins out of the eight last year, and you know, he was right up there for Dally M last year. I think this year he's been a little bit. Uh, worse than last year 
Mate, you can't expect him to do but, week in, week out. But yeah. I've got him third, so I'll talk about him yeah. with you. But it's still evident just the impact he has on that side. And yeah. If Griffin does leave in the drains, lose him, I, I think it could be a long, long period for their club trying to get out of that bottom four. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think he will go with Griffin. I think they'll both end up leaving the club before before Hunt's contract ends. But... um. Regardless, he still does it very well at, out of position in origin as well. And for Australia? No, I don't think so. Uh, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was. Hunt? I think he was. I believe he was. Who was 14? Was it not Whiten? Okay. No, it was Hunt. It was definitely Hunt. All right, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, for Australia as well, puts that Dragons team on his back all the time and basically gets them a few wins in the season. I don't know what they'd do without him, but Ben Hunt's just... I had him fourth behind Cherry Evans coming into this year, but he's just so good. Like, some of the even some of the games this year, like against the Titans, it's one of the better games I've seen from anyone, so... I've got Hunt three. I've got Renan three. I think, yep. you know, the Broncos have been flying to start this year. Um, he's so important to everything they do. We've already basically discussed him. I think he's the, one of the greatest kickers I've ever seen, if not the best kicker I've yep. ever seen. So clutch when they need him. The only issue I have with Reynolds is his size because it kind of impacts his defense and yep. also his dur- durability. But re- when Reynolds is at his best, man, he's the smartest half in the game. Can can make a play out of nowhere. Yep. Plays great alongside second rowers and links up really well with the fullbacks and outside backs always. Knows when the play's on, knows when to turn it back in the middle. I think he's the best decision-making half in the comp. Yep. Best game manager. If he could just run the ball a little bit more like some of these other blokes, I think he'd be won by no shadow of a doubt. Country mile, but every single player has deficiencies in their game. Yep. And that's his defense and his running game. And but his importance to that Broncos team is just so understated. It's not even funny. But if they didn't have him, I think they'd still be out of the fringe, yeah, fringe kind of top eight kind of teams. But he just propels them to the next level. He did that for South, and he's unlucky not to have a combine or his belt at this point. Completely agree with you there. Number two, I got Nico Hines. Nico Hines. Now he's probably the form half of the competition. Yep, he's absolutely tearing up teams. He's coming off the back of a Dally M, but just before I put him above Cleary, I want to see him at rep level. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see him playing for Australia. I want to see him playing for New South Wales. And until he can do that, I'm not ready to put him above Cleary. Winning grand yep. finals as well. I think all these just solidify Cleary above him at the moment. Yeah. But Hines, he's a bit like what I said with Cody. Um, who did I say this about? can't remember now you you remind me if if you tell yeah uh, if you remember but he's not the quickest guy i don't think he's the strongest guy either but he just he just he's gets just through. so silky he knows he, he knows exactly where the holes like, gonna be and if you exactly blink he's it. either run past or he's put a guy through a hole yeah exactly he's he's lightning nico and the fact he can basically put that team on his back at some points and just march them up the field is yep. insane I think if he was playing in that Paramount system, we're looking at the best player in the game easily. Yep. And he's already like in that conversation. But I think like he that the way he played for Melbourne that year too was like far out. This guy is an absolute gun. Yep. 
Absolute and I remember when he came into the Melbourne side at centre. Yeah. And I went, mate, this guy's nothing. Yeah. I remember. I don't. I can't remember whether you, you agree with me or not, but I was like, this guy's got really nothing about him. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. And then now, he, and then he went to fullback, and I was like, wow, all right, this guy's pretty good. So. And now he's a Dalian medalist. Yep. Um, number one, Nathan Cleary. Speaks for itself. I just want to say, you said... Every player has their deficiency. I, I can't see one in Nathan yeah. Cleary's game. Yeah. He's a very he's, he's a great defend, defender. Most oh. complete half in the entire yep. game. His running game is up there with some of the best. His playmaking's up there with some of the best. His game management's up there with some of the best. Kicking game. He's probably... I know DCA is very, usually very good in clutch, but he's probably the most clutch player in the NRL. Yeah. Not even just with field goals, but... I remember even in Origin or just like big conversions as well. I never see him miss them. Yeah. Whenever he's a big so kick comes up, oh man, he's he's too good. He's too good. He's too good. He's almost the best player in the comp. I think he is the best player in the comp at the moment. I would have him as the best player in the comp then Monster at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Alright. So, Halfback's done. Hookers. Um my only Honourable mention, Sam Verrills. Mine is Jaden Braley. Oh, okay. Jaden Braley. At 10, I'll let you kick us off. At 10, I got Sam Verrills. Okay. Um, I think his impact for the Titans this year was immense uh, before yeah. he went out injured. I think even at the Roosters, he was one of the most underrated players. Scored the first try in that grand final a couple of years ago, um, and he was such a key piece for that Roosters kind of back-to-back title run. Yep. Um, I just think what he does on the field is so underrated. He plays the perfect role of a hooker, great service, great defense, and a real vocal leader on the field. I think that's something so underrated about the modern hooker is their leadership, and the Titans needed him to move them around the park. And I think, you know, they were like two and one in the games that he played. They were definitely positive. Um, and he's looked outstanding this year before he obviously broke his collarbone. Yep. I think he was looking great. And I'm excited to see him get back on the field and show us again exactly what he can do as a the star nine for, you know, his own kind of yeah. team. And you know what? It was so underrated at the Roosters as well. Yeah. I remember, and I, I'm a culprit of this as well, but I remember he came out and said, I have every intention of battling Cheese for that nine role. Yep. And everyone laughed at him. And you know what, if if I think Roos has just suddenly got Sam Verrill's back, I'd argue he almost starts and Cheese comes off the bench. Mm. Yeah, I think it, he's just so just seven good games at what he does. So good at what he does. And he's only played maybe three, two or three. Yeah. I'm already saying that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely think he's been good. Um, I just think the guys above him are better at the moment. Tenth, I have... I don't want to say the form hooker of the comp. He very well could be. I just missed a week. I got Wade Egan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's been immense for the Warriors. With scoring scoring tries left, right, and center. Running out of dummy half, which is something I don't think he did enough of before this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really opened up that Warriors attack. It's just another guy to worry about for everyone else. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've got Wade Egan. I've got um, Blake Braley. I think he's so important to what the Sharks do. Is this nine? Yeah. Nine. I agree with you here. I uh, got Braley. I got Blake Braley at nine. 
Mate, he, he's so solid in defence. I think for the last couple of years, he's been way more consistent than his brother. He's been able to stay on the field. Um, not that that's all Jaden Bradley's fault, but, yeah. I mean, availability is still one of the best abilities to have in the comp. Yep. He's always there, so solid in the middle, so creative around the goal line. Yep. His service, you can't knock his service. I think he's one of the more complete dummy halves. If he started running the ball more, I think he'd be right up pushing the top five hookers in this comp. Yep. Yeah, no, he's young as well, so he's still, yeah. still a lot of... Yeah, so there, much time for him to prove his I Braley ninth as well. I've got nothing much else to add to that. So we're getting to your eighth. My eighth is Wade Egan. Okay. Wade Egan. Um, I think last year he started off really solid, then kind of fell off a little bit of a cliff. Yep. But he's so solid in the middle, makes a ton of tackles, plays 80, gets through a ton of work. Um, can play, Obviously can play 80 if you need to. I don't think he always plays 80, but... He's a real threat around the try line. Loves to go from dummy half, and he's very hard to stop close to the line. Very creative for his forwards who are hitting a hole. Ducks had a dummy half at the right times. My only knock on him is sometimes he overplays his hand a little bit. But yep. ever since SJ's come back in a form, it's really helped Wagging to find his feet as a first grader too. And I can't even knock him this year. I think he's a big reason why the Warriors are flying the way they are. He's an integral part in their spine, and he moves the team around the park really, really well. Yep, uh, my eight is Jaden Braley. Yep. Um, I feel like it's a bit harsh for him because I, I rate him so highly. Uh, it's unlucky he can't stay on the field, so he probably will end up dropping a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just every time he comes back into the side, the Knights... I know it might be different now because they're looking a lot better, but the Knights look a lot better when Jaden Braley's on the field, yeah. especially that forward pack. He, he just... He, he just... He's almost their game manager. Yeah. And uh, we saw in trials in the first few rounds when Jane Brad, even last season, when, um, was it Randall was coming on and playing Mm. some minutes? They just looked lost without him on the field a lot of the time. And I think his impact is is incredible. That's why I've got him up in eight. Yeah. Again, I would put him up, but. Yeah. He's just been out for so long. And I know how good he can be. I just want him to see it. See him do it for a full season. Yep. Oh, my seven. Here we go. Let's see if this starts something. Got Brendan Smith. Oh, okay, so do I. I got Brendan Smith. I think he's been really disappointing this year, to be honest. Um, didn't think he was all that good for Melbourne last year in the nine role. Thought he was much better as a 13. I think that still is his best position. But, you know, maybe this will go cold as the season pans out and he turns it on. Was was a Dally M hooker of the year in 2021. And... I really like the cheese, and I think he's a great player. I just don't think he is what the Roosters need, and I don't think the Roosters are what the cheese need. I think he fit Melbourne perfectly. If he could have stayed there, then I think that would have been a great spot for him to stay. But, I mean, at the moment, the, I just think he's really struggling for some form and some consistency. Doesn't really have a kick out of dummy half. I think sometimes he likes to run when he should pass. Yep. And I just think he's more suited to being a middle forward. He, he, he is in an 80-minute... Hooker, he's more of a 55-60 minute hooker at best. I think he burns out a lot sometimes. And obviously he's a risk of disciplinary issues. Yep. Um, but such a great player. Dynamic out of dummy half. Probably the hardest hooker to stop close to the line when he's on. Uh, he's an absolute workhorse in the middle with a big motor and he makes a ton of tackles. And I just think if he can get his fitness up and really sort out his discipline, then yeah, he's definitely back into the top three or four for me. Yeah, I, I think he's... Look, he's a good lock. I think his best position still is nine, especially at the Roosters. They've got Victor Adley there already. 
I just I just think he's got such a unique play style out of dummy half and just in that nine position in general yeah. that it's all his play is going to be a lot to do with how he fits into the team. I don't think he fits into this Roosters team very well yeah. at all. There's some teams that just need a nine that's not electric out of dummy half that just gives you good service and that's it. And I've been making that point for quite a few weeks now with guys like Brennan Hands and I think I made it earlier this week about Sony Luke and yeah. just just guys like that. Some teams some teams need that guy to rush out of dummy half. Mm. Like I think Manly would benefit from a, maybe not a guy like Cheese but like someone with a Sony Luke play style, like a Gordon Chancom Tong that's coming through. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Roosters just need like just a serviceman. Yeah. I don't nah, think Brandon I Smith is that guy at the moment. And that was and what they had in Sam Verrills. I don't. Yeah. And I think that's just affecting his play. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, number six, I've got Jeremy Marshall King. Same. I agree. He's been an absolute star this year for the Dolphins. One of the biggest reasons they are carrying their games and their business the way they do. I think he's a great game managing uh, nine does so much of the leadership from nine he's willing to take big carries out of dummy half but he's always breaking the line as well yep. ducking out of dummy half four four tries this, this year close to the line yeah, I was going to so say close to the line he's putting people, so pr- probably tough one to of stop. probably one of the better hookers at scoring points close to the line whether it's assisting them or scoring them himself yep defensively rock solid um, doesn't miss very many tackles. Now he's a super high motor. Plays for 80. Gives it his all. And I don't think a lot of people saw this coming from him. I think, you know, when he said he wanted to be one of the best hookers in the game, I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, good on you, mate. Like, yeah. but now, it's seriously, he probably has been the best hooker in the comp this year. Mate, I'm starting to think you, you, guys that come out and say these outlandish claims, just just go with it now. Yeah. Because this is like the third, the Sam Verrills thing I laughed off. Jeremy Marshall King, I laughed off. Even Dylan, like, okay, I know the Warriors probably aren't going to go all the way this year, but when he left Manly, his quote was, I've come to New Zealand because I want to win a comp. Yeah. And I was like, mate, you've got a better chance of doing that at Manly, but the Warriors have come out this year and are doing this. So I'm starting to think that these outlandish claims from these players, just they need to be taken more seriously now because... Far out, some of them are coming off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've got JMK 6 as well. I think he's the... I think Harry Grant's had some good games, but I think JMK is the form hooker of the comp. I think mm-hmm. every game he's played, he's had a massive impact on the game he's played. And, um, yeah, I, I think Harry Grant's been a bit inconsistent this year. But apart from that... Yep. Got JMK nine, uh, 6. Who's Could definitely f- go higher. Yeah. Who's your 5? Reese Robson. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just think his form this year... He, look, he's been average. He, he's he been one of the better Cowboys players. But that, that team's in shambles right now, and I think that affects on his play. Um, I, I guess he can play both roles as a serviceman and can be that electric guy at a dummy half. I think he plays better when he's looking to run out of dummy half. But that was when you had your drinkies and your Dearden's and all of them were firing. And I think it's it's hurt Robson a little bit. That um that the Cowboys aren't firing. Uh, that's why I've got him fifth at the moment. Yeah, I've got him fifth too. Uh, I just had another look at my list and I was like, yeah, I think his form has fallen off a little yeah. bit over the past couple of weeks. Still a great player. Still think he'll play for New South Wales at some point in his career, but he's got to start really taking strides into 
being that expects with the hooker because the two Braley boys are knocking down that door as well. Yeah, I, I think I did what you do because I actually had him four before this. Yeah, I had him three. And then I, I switched him with Reid Marnie, who's my fourth. I got Happy Coruscant. Okay, four. that's fair enough. Uh, Reid Marnie's been amazing this year for the Bulldogs for years. We've just thought, okay, he's this defensive serviceman. But it looks like he was just kind of playing his role at Parramatta, kind of like Dylan Brown is and. Like, he's come to this Bulldogs team, and I think he's made it look a little bit better than what it is. Like, yeah. even in the games that have been absolutely torched, he, he's been one of the standouts for the Bulldogs for me. Yeah. And, uh, and his kicking game as well. I think he's kicked like three forty twenties. Yeah, he's been outstanding in managing the games for them. Um, I've got Appy Chorus out for. Obviously, hurts me to put him there, but... I've got Appy three, so we'll talk yeah. about him. Well, we got them interchanging because yep, I've got mine at three. Um, Appy at the start of the year was concerning, but I think he's really starting to pick it up at the moment. I think against Para, that was the best game he's had for for the Tigers. Um, you can really tell that he gives it his all every week. I think a lot of the players let him down around the middle of the ruck, and he makes really great runs out of dummy half. Really yeah, great and then no, and just no one's been going. No one's him. supporting him. He could put people through holes, and it's like Appy's. He's just. I think he's the most creative hooker around the ruck. In the comp, yeah, doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily the best around the scoring ruck, points around the ruck though. In the middle of the field, he breaks so many plays open. Just about how he moves around with the ball, his deceptiveness from going left to right, dummying left, passing right, whatever it may be. I think Appy, he's the right hooker to have at the Tigers if they were to turn this. I thing would say around. he's the best defensive nine in the game as well with Reid Miney. Yeah, he, unless he I'm his, forgetting someone really obvious. Yeah, no, I think, I think. I think yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a defensive list because I feel like that's not done very often. No, I don't I, make one of those. I love making rugby league lists. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, make sure you make sure you send it to me as well. Yeah, we'll be. Um, number three, Reed Barney. Oh, so just on Happy Coruscant. Oh, I've got him three, so we can just keep yeah. talking. Number, um, yeah, you go, you go. This was seen as outlandish, but last season. I thought he was the best hook in the game. Mm. Not just last set, like overall in my rankings, he was above Harry Grant. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he was just so good. Yeah, he did everything. But anyway, you'll go. Um, Ray Marnie, obviously you mentioned the three forty twenties. I think just his short passing game is so good. I think sometimes he can be a little bit over reliant on it. But this year, I think he's definitely stepped back from being so reliant on it. I thought he was a little bit uh, boxed in at Parramatta as to what he could do. Yep. But, mate, he's just outstanding week in, week out for the Dogs. He misses he misses a bit of a few tackles, but it's more him just bouncing off because he is a smaller kind of guy. But, yep. you know, stepping up to be the captain of a club you're just coming into is a big role for such a young guy. Um, and he's doing it to perfection at the moment. I think he's one of the reasons the Bulldogs lift so well every single week. They come out fighting and battling. I think he does a great job of firing his teammates up, getting them around the park. He gets through a ton of work, 50-plus tackles every game. Racking up try assists this year, which is good. Um, and kicking 40-20s. I think he's probably got the best kicking game out of hooker in the comp, him and Harry Grant. I think Croker's up there as well. Yeah, Croker's Just definitely up he there. He used to be a half, so of course he's going to... Yeah. Have a good but they do game. it really well, pinpoint yeah. to corners, and Reed just gets his team rolling, and his forwards rolling, especially yep. at, the, at the start of every game, and I think he's invaluable to the Dogs at the moment. I'd say he's their best player. Yeah. Could I agree with that? Yeah, outside of Kiraz, 
probably. Preston as well is up there. Yeah. But, yeah, Marnie's been brilliant. Mm. Uh, on to I'm my ge- two. I'm guessing I, we both got Damien Cook. Yeah, Damien Cook. I had him lower coming into this season. I thought, especially last year, I thought his production really went down. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's getting a bit old. I think he's 33. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think by the end of 2025, that'll probably be his last year in the comp. Oh, that, what when he is goes he now, 31? No, I think he's 33. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, you're probably right. I think he's going to slow down a little bit, but um, no, this year, I actually think he's had a good start to the year. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I'm going to push him to six. I don't know what just happened with the audio there either, but apologies to the listeners. Started glitching. Um, yeah, I've got Damien Cook at two. New South Wales hooker. Australian hooker, obviously lost his jersey for the World Cup, but Australian hooker, um, the bloke's outstanding. Uh, there's not really much more I can say about him. I think the best running dummy half in the comp still. So quick. I think around the try line, I think he could be a little bit better, but he thrives so much on just getting through a ton of work in the middle, setting his forwards up. And he he's such a great link man for Cody Walker and Latrell. Just his quickness out of dummy half puts them on the front foot in terms of attacking the defensive line and finding the holes and spotting the edges where they can attack. And Cook's been so good at that through his whole career and he's had such a successful career. He's won a comp with South. He's um, won Origins. He's won World Cups. Yeah, and he's played 200-plus first-grade games. So, what? A, yeah, he's had a brilliant career and I think he's one of the Premier Nines of the 2010s generation. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% there. Number one, of course, is Harry Grant. H. Grant. Like, you're not going against him. I think he dominates the ruck perfectly. And he is the best game managing nine. Yeah. Like, he... It's going to sound... He reminds me a lot of Cameron Smith, the way he plays. Yeah. Just in the ruck. Like, sometimes when you don't realise he's there, he's just there doing everything anyway. Yeah. And um, he runs out of dummy half. He's great attacking-wise... Like, far out. I, I think this is almost a benefit for some of these young guys that are in great systems that just aren't getting a go yet. I think this is kind of a... This is a story that you can be like, all right, maybe I should just wait my turn because he's in such a good system. Yeah. Like Went to the I, Tigers for a year, exploded. Everyone's like, how yeah. good is this bloke? Goes back to Melbourne, boom. But I genuinely think that by the end of this... Harry Grant will be the best, oh, second best hooker of all time. Wow. that Yeah, that's a big statement, but... After Cameron Smith. Can't really disagree with it, eh? Yeah. Because oh. the, tra- the, tra- the trajectory that he's on is insane. If he, if he wins comps and he's constantly the Queensland and Australian hooker, he'll be regarded as the second best hooker of all yeah. time. Yeah, especially doing it at this age, like 24, 25. Yep. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, I think that does us for all our list. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for tuning in again, boys. Um, taking some time out of your Saturday to give us an hour or two. Um, let us know what you agree with and disagree with. I think once we wrap up all these episodes of this series, we'll uh, probably post them all. Yeah, most likely. Probably yeah, post yeah, them all on our page. But yeah, boys, um, thank you again for tuning in. Have a enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're about to go watch Manly vs Tigers. I got a little sneaky feeling about this one. I <laughs> think we're gonna get up. up Alrighty, come on, um, wrap it up, mate. Strictly Footy Pod, Insta, 
give us a like rating review on spotify and everything helps buy show up keep following interacting boys we're really happy with how we're doing it at the moment that's all thanks to you so stay blessed have a good weekend and we'll um i'll catch you on tuesday <laughs>